Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the hot rod farmer from Cat Swamp Road over in, you guess where, New Jersey. You know how to say New Jersey? You don't say New Jersey. You go New Jersey. That's where we're over in Jersey. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in with me today and for uh, listening. And as you know, we get together here every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with an encore presentation, right? That same show airs again in a different time slot at 6 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Rural Radio Sirius XM Channel 147. And if you miss an episode, you could always, or want to hear it again, right? You want to hear this guy again from Jersey. Uh, you All you need to do is go to my website, farmmachinerydigest.com, or any of the major podcast hosting sites and you will find it there one week after it airs on rural radio sirius xm channel 147 so we're almost at christmas right and next week i'm going to do a special christmas show and it's not going to be technical it's not going to be anything to be farmer to farmer talking engine guy to engine guy hot rod farmer to hot rod farmer christmas is a wonderful blessed time of year and it's a and i i don't want to ruin it with a technical talk about machinery but i want to i want to talk to you guys because you're my family you're my kinfolk you're my brothers and sisters from another mother but what we're going to talk about today is retrofitting modern electronics and modern equipment on an older tractor And that tractor could be very old or it could be not so old. But it's very common today to retrofit modern, I don't want to say controls, but modern, I hate that word, technology to an older tractor. And for a number of reasons. A lot of guys love the older tractors because they're more simplistic. No TF4 emissions, no DEF, no problems, no headaches, right? You have you have history with a tractor. It's paid for, which is the most important. It's reliable and it still has a lot of useful life. But instead of buying a new tractor many are, and there's not that many tractors available today right they they call it supply chain issues well whatever you want to call it but there is a there is a business model a business reason for you keeping an older tractor and just making it more modern with modern controls modern electronics so that's what we are going to discuss today and uh, we're going to try to take a deep dive into it. And there's there's common areas of mistakes that people make, and they're unintentional mistakes, right? Because if we knew it was a mistake, we wouldn't do it, right? So that is what we're going to discuss. And hopefully you're able to sit pat during the break and then come back and put your ear to the radio speaker so you could learn what to do. Because maybe at Christmas you've got some modern electronics, for your for your tractor but keep in mind also that everything we're going to discuss today is basically in the terms of retrofitting or upfitting in the auto industry they call it upfitting right you buy a chassis cab you put a the stake body on it you put a box on it, you put a, a reefer unit on it so they call that upfitting so we really don't use that term much in the agricultural community but really what you're doing is you're upfitting your older piece of a farm equipment with some new technology so never forget that agriculture runs on machinery but profits on reliability 
Stormy Warren from The Highway. For singers and songwriters chasing their dreams to Music City, taking that Broadway exit to Nashville for the very first time is a moment they will never forget. Country music's biggest stars join me on my new original podcast, Exit 209, and relive those moments. Listen now to hear my talk with country superstars, Florida Georgia Line. Only on the SiriusXM app, now home to the best collection of podcasts in one place. Free for most subscribers. Download it today and tap podcasts. How can natural products help you raise bigger and better crops? I'm Darren Hefty. In recent years, natural products have exploded onto the market, claiming to improve soil health and plant development, making it tough to make the right decisions for your farm. That's why we're devoting a full day to our Ag PhD Naturals Workshop Thursday, January 12th at the Morton Center near Baltic, South Dakota. Our research team has spent years testing hundreds of natural products. We want to share with you what we've learned. For more on this free event, go to agphd.com. While you're there, check out our other Ag PhD events we have coming up, including agronomy workshops in corn, soybeans, and wheat, a tiling clinic, and two days dedicated to helping you better understand soils and making your own fertility recommendations. There's a lot of great information here, and we can't wait to share it all with you. To learn more about these events and to register, go to agphd.com. Rural is the roots of our nation. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. Western sports, country music, comedians. It's an attitude. The rural lifestyle and the ag industry. It's not just farming. We've got everything from hunting, fishing, and conservation horses and horse training. Of news, weather, and the commodity markets. Sirius XM, it doesn't matter where you are in North America, it's always there. They'll have it in their trucks, in their combines, in their tractors. To hear Sirius XM's Rural Radio, activate your radio now. Call 844-711-8800 or head to SiriusXM.com slash go to sign up quickly. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer. And as I said, if you missed the opening segment, that we're going to be talking about upfitting or retrofitting electronics to older equipment. And even though I said tractors, I mean, it's going to, everything we're going to talk about here is foundational. So it makes no difference whether you're putting a winch on a pickup truck or you're putting a monitor or some sort of control circuits onto a farm track. Let's say you're adding controls for a planter or what have you. So it, the electronics, the electricity, the things I'm going to be talking about do not know what they are going to control. So it's very important. But there is um, there are common mistakes that people make, and sadly, from what I have seen, and I'm not going to paint everyone with the same brush, but a lot of these companies that produce these electronics really don't give you the proper foundation or guide to what to check prior to installing it on your piece of farm equipment slash vehicle, what have you. I'm really going to focus more on farm equipment, but as I said, is that I want you to take the same theory to anything that you are retrofitting or upfitting in your farm shop, any type of truck, car, you're adding a a trailer hitch, what have you. It makes no difference. It's just the foundation. It needs to be established. Now, the first thing, and they're in no particular order, but they're all of the same level of importance, if that makes sense. The first thing that you need to do is you need to confirm the amperage draw 
because remember everything works on everything electric electronic electricity right electronic means it has a circuit electrical means that it that it has a motor or it's a light bulb or what have you so if it doesn't have a circuit board it's electric a light bulb is electric a a a blower motor is electric a control unit is electronic a radio is electronic it has a circuit board so now the first thing you need to do is confirm the the amperage draw of what you are installing now most electronics take very very low amperage they're not they're not very hungry as far as as far as the amperage draw is concerned but let's say you're putting a winch on something of and uh that's gonna that's gonna require a lot of amperage so regardless of the amperage draw once you check it because by checking the amperage draw from the manufacturer and the specifications and the instructions it's going to dictate a lot of things it's going to dictate dictate the alternator output the gauge of the wire you're going to use whether you're going to use a relay or not and we're going to discuss this as we go into this episode today but the first thing you need to do is to check the alternator output that you have and you need to confirm that and the best way for you and you need to check the cleanliness of the signal coming out of the alternator and i beat you guys to death with this because it's so important it's like the cleanliness of an alternator output and the the amperage and voltage available is like seed to soil contact when planting all right it's it's so foundational and yet so many people overlook it so what you need to do is check the voltage output of the alternator you need to also put a carbon pile or a load test on it and i've spoken about this before you could and a load tester you don't have to buy a two thousand dollar one you could buy a hundred hundred fifty dollar load tester it's great for you to have in your farm shop to load test batteries load test alternators should be part of your preventive maintenance routine but, and then also what you should do and if you look and if you went to my website and listened to my my what to buy the hot rod farmer for christmas gift guide then you would have known that i always have suggested and i gave you an example of a very inexpensive you could buy one for less than 200 dollars today and it's a digital oscilloscope and what you need to do is check the output amperage all right and that's what the load tester is going to do the voltage your multimeter or your load tester will do the same and then you're going to need to check the cleanliness of the signal and you're going to look for what they call a uh an ac ripple coming out of an alternator because an alternator actually produces ac voltage but what you are putting in what your tractor your truck runs on dc so it uses a set of diodes and it chops that signal so what it's going to basically do it's going to be a look like an ac ripple is going to look just like a bunch of m uh, the letters m swirly m's all together nothing dropping down so you may say to yourself well hot rod you're full of it because everything is working fine well everything is working fine right now but keep in the mind that most electronic control circuits or monitors are the canary in the coal mine they're very intolerant of a dirty signal because you may have a, a have a diode going weak in an alternator the tractor runs fine the truck runs fine but now you put some sort of electronic control unit on it and and now you have a problem and now you're chasing a problem with an installation the worst thing in the world is to chase the problem with the with an installation of a new piece of equipment 
electronic equipment because now there's you don't know is your installation faulty right or is the piece of electronic equipment faulty so you need to be able to identify and the thing is that you know so many i'm, I'm jumping around but so many planters today <clears throat> larger planters run alternators when was the last time you checked the output and the cleanliness of the signal on your planters alternator probably never right the 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 seed meters are spinning you think everything is good right so it's going to be something that you're going to have to get used to doing and you're not going to spend a lot of money to do it and you don't need an electrical engineering degree to use it or to see whether it's clean because you're looking for cleanliness of the signal cleanliness of the chopped sine wave so that's going to be that's going to be important that's going to work hand in hand with the amperage drawer and then you have to keep in mind that if you're going to start to stair step and update this tractor with a lot of electrical electronics i'll say then the thing is that you're going to have to you know realize that you're putting more load on that alternator and what you need to do is you need to check that alternator at idle a fast idle regardless whether it's a truck or a tractor a combine and then you need to check it with at 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 idle and then at at higher rpm usually 16 17 1800 rpm and a piece of farm equipment is sufficient and you need to check it with a full load on the alternator prior to you putting in your updated equipment so a full load b you're going to run the headlights you're going to make you may run the uh the air conditioner or the heater or what have you to put the monitor on if you have a radio you have a cb whatever the full load is and you want to check that because if you have a diode in an alternate starting to go weak or you have a voltage regulator or a set of brushes that have high resistance going on to the slip rings it's going to be fine with minimal load and once you put a higher load on you're going to start to see either that ac ripple is going to start to bounce around and not be smooth it should be indifferent that ac ripple on the oscilloscope and the voltage output should be indifferent to the load once the uh, the voltage once the rpm comes up but even if the rpm is down at idle it should be able to tolerate and adjust for anything that you're going to put on it so that's the first thing foundation right seed to soil the soil soil bed that we're going the seed bed we're going to uh, we're going to prepare before we plant all right the next thing sounds very simplistic but 99 percent of the people don't do it is read the instructions before you start anything and i know most instructions and i'm a technical writer by trade right and uh, a farmer that's a technical writer and most instructions are written terribly and half the time you could see they came from china and they had some guy con- uh, translated with poor english but anyway and and i hate when you buy those buy something and the instructions are in 47 different languages and you keep looking for english or if you're in quebec you're looking for french right we have a lot of listeners up there but anyway read the instructions way before you start to work on it don't take the instructions out of the box when the tractor is sitting there and you're in a farm shop all right read it you may have to read it a couple of times go through it in your mind if you have any questions or any doubts try the operative word in the sentence is try try to talk to the manufacturer try to get a hold of somebody that that you could speak to which is a bigger challenge today than anything but but you know, at least start there with reading the instructions and don't and don't just gloss over them because there may be something important there that you need to recognize to make this installation successful 
and a once and done very important just like you go in a field nobody wants to replant nobody wants to redo an installation right the next thing that you need to do regardless of what it is you need to plan out your wiring you need to give it some thought you don't just start to put things in there you need to plan out where you're going to put how you're going to mount this whatever it is and then where you're going to put it and the wiring that's going to go to it because it is dc it's going to need a voltage supply and it's going to need a ground all right we're going to discuss that so you need to identify where you're going to get your voltage source from and you're not and most guys like to go into the fuse box and they they buy this high-tech piece of equipment and what they basically do is they go into a fuse they take the they take the power wire they 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 take some of the insulation off they they wrap it together they take a fuse out and they put underneath the fuse that is not proper electronics installation so they bought this high-tech piece of equipment whatever it may be a seed monitor controls for the plant or whatever it is and they're, they're mickey mousing all right the the voltage supply to it because oh that's good enough right it's not good enough so you need to plan that out you need to plan out how you're going to run your wiring all right if you have to run multiple wires you may want to buy some plastic what you call convoluted tubing that slit and put the wires in there all right and and it's very easy to do maybe zip tie into a harness make into whatever you want to do but you have to plan out your wiring you have to plan out where you're going to get your power from very 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 important all right so now sometimes you may need to now another choice for you to do if you're running multiple let's say you're running a a new a monitor and some sort of controls what have you all right you may want to run run it through a relay and you may want to run it right off the battery through a relay and then you may want to put a switch for the relay or run it off the ignition switch and you have to remember that there's that there's power on the ignition switch when there's when it's on on which would be run and then there's crank power what a lot of what a lot of guys do is they go and they don't realize that when you go from from on to crank that the power disappears well maybe that's fine for a monitor but you have to recognize where you're getting the power from and is it switched power or is it constant power if it's constant power then when you shut the key off or shut the switch off it's going to stay powered up which is not necessarily bad but you need to recognize that and plan your installation to to work around that because you don't want the monitor staying on when you shut the tractor off and put it in the the shed for the night so like i say all different things that you have to look at but you have to do your planning before you do anything the other thing basically is that it should always be fused and and you could buy a fuse holder very very common you could put in a circuit or you could buy what i suggest if you're going to do a lot of installations or plan on on over time putting in more equipment go to the other side of the world the hot rod shop the hot rod guys and then go do an internet searches places like summit jegs many and they sell fuse boxes they sell junction blocks for building street rods drag race cars hot rods very very important that makes it very very simple you run a heavy wire with a relay to this junction block and then you could go and power up four or five things or whatever right from there very very we would say we used to say in hot running sano s-a-n-o very clean very very clean looks very professional all right a professional looking wire wiring job and installation is akin to a picket fence stand of of corn 
Right, so that is what you want. So you want to you want to do that. Now, <clears throat> the most important thing is that you need to be able to have a good ground, and you can't and you can't piggyback things on 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 one ground because it's it's not going to work. And I've been I've sp- spoken to you guys about this many many times. And the proper way to check a ground is to do a voltage drop test. The way you do a voltage drop test is that you go to the you power up the circuit, you take your voltmeter, all right, and you take the you put it on the lowest voltage scale if it's not an auto zeroing one, and you take the positive lead of the voltmeter and you put it on the ground. But the circuit has to be powered up. And then you take the negative end of the lead, and you may have to make up jumper wires, and and you need to go to the battery ground. All right, you could go to another ground, but you but the battery ground you know is the best. And you go and you read the voltage on the ground. For most modern electronics, I'm going to say less than two tenths of a volt. All right, but ideally it should be two hundredths of a volt because what you're reading there is the traffic jam of electrons that can't get to ground. So it's like a traffic jam merging onto a highway. You're letting cows out of a barn, right? You're a dairy farmer, and you have you milked everybody. It's time to go in the pasture. You have one door, and the cows are all waiting patiently, right? Mooing, right, and waiting patiently to go out. So there's a traffic jam. So you need so basically, in essence, that voltage drop test is essential because you're buying this electronics and modern electronics is very once again insensitive to dirty electricity all right and dirty electricity meaning an un a, a, a unrectified sine wave and also the ground circuit very 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 important and if you're doing something that's a retrofitting something on a planter and the ground is going to be there you may want to run the ground back to the tractor but it or if it has a battery on the planter run it there but very very important all right the whole idea is the integrity of the ground needs to be very very low resistance not a high impedance ground a lot of people make a mistake and they just they just they, they put it they drill a hole or take a bolt out and they put an eyelid underneath it and they think that they have a good ground because they check it with an ohmmeter an ohmmeter means absolutely nothing when checking a ground circuit so we're going to finish up we're not going to do it we're not going to meet me in the farm shop today but we got to finish this up right after the break so hold pat Farmers know that conditions can change quickly and shifts in the market or in policy can have a big impact. I'm Chip Flory, and every weekday on AgriTalk, we tackle the day's news with a panel of experts and lawmakers at the forefront of the issues. We connect producers with consumers, and we connect you with the information that you need. If it's related to ag, we're talking about it on AgriTalk, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central on Rural Radio 147 and on the Sirius XM app. The necessities of life. Food, water, shelter. And your favorite radio hosts, this is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. And Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck. Join us every week right here for the Ranch It Up radio show. And the Bend radio show. We talk cattle, market, sale barn reports, news. Cooking, lifestyle, outdoors, recreation. And everything in between. And there's a lot in between. Ranch It Up. And the Bend. Stay informed with the latest news of agriculture with American Ag Today every weekday morning on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. 
I'm your host, Jesse Allen, and I want to invite you to join the conversation as we talk the latest news, market information, ag technology, innovation, weather, and more on American Ag Today. That's every weekday at 6.52 Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. Rural Radio is your source for the most current commodity news. We bring you the latest market details and talk with a variety of market experts helping you protect your bottom line. With commodities shifting like never before from grain to livestock, your Rural Radio team will keep you informed because you voted RFD-TV as the number one most trusted source on farm market information for producers. We're gathering the news and insights you need to stay ahead of the curve. Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, your market authority. Welcome back to the show. During the break, I realized I, my, my English is wrong. It's very intolerant. I said insensitive, or insensitive means it's not sensitive. It's very intolerant. Modern electronics are very intolerant. They have no threshold to accept a dirty electrical signal or a high impedance ground. So it's very important. I don't know where my head was, but I said to myself, "That's I, I used the wrong term." But it did. So they're intolerant. They have no tolerance for that whatsoever. So as we have a couple of minutes left here on the show. And I always want to tell you before I continue on, if you have any questions, any comments, please feel free to reach out to me at Hot Rod Farmer at FarmMachineryDigest.com. But the another very, very common faux pas is that people use crimp connectors, they don't solder the connectors, and they don't use any shrink wrap tubing on a connection, whether it's whether you're putting two pieces of wire together, you're putting an eyelid on it, it's irrelevant. You have to solder that, and you need to shrink tube over that solder joint. You don't want to use crimp connectors, all right? And you never see anything come from a factory, a factory wiring harness from a car manufacturer, tractor manufacturer loaded with crimp connectors. If you do see that, then run away. All right, so you need to solder that, and it's very important for you to also shrink tube over that. But if you're using an eyelid or something, you have to be very careful that the shrink tube doesn't migrate down onto the eyelid. I had that with my my portable generator when it was made. They put too much shrink tubing onto the neutral coming off the stator, and it stopped charging. So it worked for for five years and then it stopped charging and all it was was that it was got some corrosion under it had a very minimal contact area on that eyelet so you need to look at all of this if you put so once you solder it and you put shrink tube on it to seal it up very important because you will have resistance you'll have moisture getting there and it's going to cause a high level of resistance and you could have resistance on the voltage supply you could have resistance on the ground circuit or if you're using some sort of control logic let's say on a planter right it's what they call a pid loop it's a feedback circuit and most feedback circuits the sensor output is extremely low voltage so then again it's going to be very intolerant i'm going to use the proper word this time not insensitive sorry about that very intolerant of a any resistance in that circuit so keep that in mind and you know and if buy yourself it's not i keep sending it to my christmas gift guide buy yourself a soldering clamp right there they're like less than 25 or 30 dollars buy yourself a soldering clamp and what it basically does it holds the two wires together some are magnetic some clip-on some have a have a pinch bolt and you put the two wires together you work the wires aren't shaking it's it's, it's beautiful it makes for a beautiful job put your shrink tube on your shrink wrap and, and use a heat gun don't use a cigarette lighter or a match 
to, 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 to melt the shrink tube. Put on there, make it very weathertight. Watch the eyelet. Make sure the eyelet is flat if it's going to go on to something. You want to make sure you're having the full surface contact area of that eyelet. Very, very common. You may need to use a wash run to spread the load out and make full surface contact. Because if you don't have full surface contact, it's going to work today, but it's going to stop working in the next <laughs> in in the very near future. So I want you to uh, I want to thank you so much for listening, and I want you to know that the Hot Rod Farmers pulling for you, the American farmer and rancher, and my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed day, and uh, make that electronic beautiful then it'll work great bye-bye what can you do to make your corn crop more successful i'm darren hefty on thursday february 9th we're going to answer that question at a free ag phd corn agronomy workshop at the morton center near baltic south dakota we'll talk about water management fertility needs finding success in cold soils and we'll discuss how to protect your corn crop from weeds insects and diseases that rob your yield potential whether you're shooting for 300 bushel corn or just trying to be successful in a tough environment, don't miss the free Ag PhD Corn Agronomy Workshop. Register now at agphd.com. While you're there, check out the other Ag PhD events we have coming up, including agronomy workshops in soybeans and wheat, a tiling clinic, two days dedicated to soils, plus a whole day devoted to natural and biological products. There's a lot of great information here, and we can't wait to share it all with you. To learn more about all these events and to register, go to agphd.com. We are in the Christmas spirit here and have last-minute gift ideas for anyone left on your list, plus tips and tricks to help you survive the holidays stress-free. This is back with the outdoor show, The Bend. We share a prime rib recipe, have off-the-wall news from the outdoors world. Be sure to join us on The Bend. This Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, right here, World Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. I'm Chip Flory, and every weekday on AgriTalk, we tackle the day's news with a panel of experts and lawmakers at the forefront of the issues, and we connect you with the information that you need. If it's related to ag, we're talking about it on AgriTalk, weekdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central on Rural Radio 147 and on the Sirius XM app. I'm Mark Chestnut, and thanks for listening to Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM.